Joe, welcome to the podcast. If you could just start off by uh, giving us a quick run through of your career journey so far. When you say quick, 30 seconds, two minutes, what do you want? Let's go 30. 30 seconds. Challenge. Career? Yes. In three, two, one. Hi, I'm Joe, how are you? Um, I set up a business called WOW. WOW builds personal brands for founders and CEOs. We work with high-profile entrepreneurs like Tej Lalvani, we've worked with James Calm, we've worked with Sari Davies from Dragon's Den. We help them build their personal brands online. However, I removed myself as CEO from that business and hired a new CEO, Freddie Paxson, who is now running the business and doing a great job. I now am running three other businesses, uh, starting running, one is called The Common Thread, two is called Workshops by WOW, and three is without a name for now. Awesome, and one of the amazing things that you do, um, your, your main mission statement is to help people with their personal branding. Why is personal branding so important, and why should people start doing it from a younger age, even before maybe they don't even have a personal brand? It's a really good question. So picture this, you walk into a house party, and everyone's doing their things, everyone's like having drinks, there's one guy just chatting shit in the corner, because there always is one, right? But then somebody new comes in and you just feel the energy in the room change and everyone's like, hold up, whoa, who's that person? And there's a shift because all of a sudden everyone is focused on this one guy, this one girl who's walked in and all of a sudden everyone wants to talk to them and they're, they're walking through the room, they're shaking people's hands, they say, hey, yeah, and everyone's like, yo, I haven't seen you in ages. Everyone knows this person. You want to know the person. Of course you do. So you make your way over and you say, hi. And I introduce myself, hi, I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. And I want to, I want to know that person. Um, that is personal branding. In other words, you get to do that, not just in real life, but you get to do it online. And when you do it on a platform like LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter, you get to scale the online version of yourself so that you become the guy in the party. And having met you briefly before uh, this recording, your, your energy is, is very up and it, it's very infectious to be around, but your branding is almost as such as well. Like if you go on your LinkedIn page, it's very like, in your face, like, you know, people like, don't, don't read this or don't do this or, you know, quickly find out more about me. How important is it for you to try and make that personal brand authentic to you? So first of all, I think the words you used there were really kind, so thanks. Um, the less polite way of saying it is unhinged. Like, m my stuff online right now is proper unhinged. Um, and it's also authentic. So that catches the last part of, of what you said. So how important is it to be authentic? Um, again, let's use an in-person analogy. You start chatting to somebody. Um, you kind of want to be friends with them, but you don't really know what they're about. And they basically just walk around with their guard up, right? And what that means with their guard up is it's like they're kind of waiting for you to throw a punch and, and they're ready. In other words, you ask them, oh, so how's your family? Good. How's work? Good. Fine. You, they don't really give much away. However, think of an alternative person. Say, how's the family? Say, ah, things are going well. You know, my mum's just had this thing. So, you know, as a family, we're kind of pulling through. All of a sudden, this person's opened up to you. They've been a bit authentic. They've shown you who they really are. And now you can actually build a relationship. So again, translate that from the offline in person to the online, for sure. If you can be authentic within the, within the confines and within the guardrails of commercial, you know, know-how and, and knowing that business people and career people are going to read your stuff, um, then being authentic is, is a massive win, for sure. And what WOW does is take clients and people who have really amazing stories to tell but maybe don't transfer that online and, and give them that, 
that understanding of how to increase their, their, their platform and engagement online. What are some of the biggest problems that your clients have had to overcome in that? Um, am I allowed to swear? Of course. My mum doesn't like it when I swear. She told me I've got to stop swearing. Not in person, just in videos, because I swear a lot. Anyway, um, people are worried that they're going to look like a bit of a wanker. That's, that's, that's the problem. People think if they post, the fact that they won the award, or if they share the, the really great news that they got a promotion, um, or that they finally you know, managed to get an internship, they think people are going to look at them and think, oh, that person is proper arrogant. They are boasting. And finally, hold on one minute, let me screenshot that and put it in the, in the boys' chat and let's roast them. Um, so that's the reality of it. Um, and the flip side of that is you're not arrogant. Um, it's, it's really good to be your own hype person because nobody else is. And finally, cool, let them screenshot it and put it in the group chat because whilst they're chatting and making fun and it's always going to be lighthearted, um, you're out here doing it. So, like, you know. And you went to Cambridge, um, and it's fair to say that what you're doing is probably not what most people from Cambridge go on to do. Is what you're doing something you realised you could do while you, you were at university, or was it something that you like learned along the process? Again, wicked, wicked question. I like it a lot because, um, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm complimenting you a lot, but they're good questions. They're, they're making me think I like Thank that. You. <laughs> um, you know what? I actually got really upset the other day. Not upset. I was, I was fuming. I, I was actually really pissed off um, because I have developed such a strong muscle of not caring what people think. And I've done that intentionally over years. And it's taken a lot. It really has. I walk around the streets with a huge camera talking to it like I'm speaking to a human because I am. They just watch me through the screen. But that means I need to walk around with a huge camera in front of people and have a full on conversation whilst people are like, who, what? Is he um, and a lot more stuff, right? So I've really push myself over the years to get better at not caring what other people think. However, I think it was a, around a week ago, I just had a, not a relapse, but I got really affected by people calling me extra and people calling me mental and people calling me X, Y, you know, and in all of those cases, it was well-intentioned. However, if your mate is ginger, the banter becomes a bit dead after 20 years of knowing them if you still point at the fact that they are ginger. Point at the fact that they've got dead chat. Point at anything else other than something which is a very clear point of difference, full stop, there's nothing else. So when people constantly label me as different, even if they're well-intentioned, I don't, I don't enjoy that. I don't, it, I, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, you know, one person was like, oh, you're mental, and he, he meant it in a really nice way. And 97% of that was a good thing. But then there was that 3% of, Joe, you're different. You're different. I think as a human, you don't, deep down, like a genuine human biological need is you cannot be different. Because if you're different, then you're on your own. And that's danger. So constantly being reminded of the fact that I'm different has really pissed me off recently. Um, I'm getting over it. It's another hurdle that I'm gonna, just going to have to run with and, and overcome. But I think it was. To, to, be, to be pointed at and said, you're different in, in seven different ways in a really short amount of time in one day, that hit me and I was like, this is so dead. So, and I am getting to a point, I'm taking a while. How are we doing for time? Oh, we're doing, we've got loads of time. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? What I'm doing is different. It's not so normal to start a business. 
it's not so it's not so normal to then get to a point when you can hire a CEO to run that business. It's not so normal to have somebody doing a brilliant job at running the business and then decide to start another business and then decide to start another business and then decide to start another business all at once. Um, and I'll come back to the, the actual question, but the final thing I'll say on with with this train of thought is. I felt so like affected by everyone saying how different and uh, that I was like, you know what? I need to listen. I I just need to feel a little bit normal. Like I need somebody to remind me that what I'm doing is okay. Um, and usually I can give that to myself, but for this time I couldn't. So I, I thought, who do I know? So, oh, Richard Branson. Well, I don't know him personally, but he's got books. He's got content. So I thought, oh, I should really reread his book. And then a couple of days later, I should really reread his book. And a couple of days later. I'm, I'm downloading his audiobook now. And within a few minutes, I heard him very nonchalantly say, as if it was nothing, we have around 100 companies in the version portfolio. And I heard that, and I just felt like I could breathe again. I was like, oh, yes, it is okay, it's normal. There are people who are doing this, it's fine, there are people who have done it. So yeah, sure, that may be 50 years away. That may be, you know, one million and one times not going to happen for all those reasons, but it also might. And the fact that somebody's done it means that I can do it too. To really then quickly answer your question about Cambridge, um, yeah, Cambridge was dead for entrepreneurship. And when I decided to start a business after Cambridge, a few months after, all of my friends were going into great, high-paying jobs. So that was a really difficult thing to manage. You mentioned Richard Bradson. Yep. It's fair to say that he somewhat pioneered. Um, having a company associated with the founder. So like, I guess that he was almost the initiator of this personal brand where when you think of Virgin, you thought of Richard Branson. With, wow, you've taken a step back from it as CEO, but how important is it for the values and the people that you hire to be synonymous with yourself? So WOW as a business is one entity that is run by Freddie Paxton. He is the CEO, he's doing a phenomenal job. So when it comes to culture, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to firing, when it comes to new business, when it comes to strategy, that's Mr. Freddie Paxton, Mr. CEO, and he's doing a great job. Um, for me now going forward, um, not forward away from that, but forward in, in tandem, like we're going forward together, um, because WOW funds the other business, the other businesses. How important is it to hire people like me? I have one criteria, that's it. When I hire people, I have one sentence which can determine whether or not that person will do well here. That question is, do they want to be better than they were last week? If the answer is yes, then it's really, really, really likely that we can work together. I'm addicted to hiring. I'm hiring so many people right now. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and it almost feels a bit reckless in terms of just from a cost perspective, like every, it's probably, I probably hired at least one or two people. I'm just hiring a lot of people at the moment. Um, yeah, not me trying to do the maths. Not a good job, not a good time. I, I think maths. In, that, in that strategy of hiring people, what you're alluding to there is the ability to empower someone that wants to do something with their career. And, and I feel like that's something that's really lacking in university and education system, mm. especially at like UCL Cambridge. What do you wish there was more of at university that could have, you know, helps you make some learnings then before you're actually in the business world? Uh, more entrepreneurs to just come in and chat. And is this something that you're actively doing yourself? Funnily enough, I did it yesterday. 
um, for the first time. No, I've, I've done stuff before. If people ask me to go speak somewhere, I'll typically be like, cool, if I can, if I have time. If it's around social mobility, if it's around people who didn't get the, the best shot to start with in life, then it's, I'm usually like really, really keen to do it. If it's around, um, yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the main thing that I'm, I'm really into. Um, but in terms of Cambridge, I, I went up to Cambridge yesterday because my friend was speaking, had been invited to speak at the Cambridge Union, which was wicked. And she was like, cool, I'm hosting a dinner, why don't you come? So I was like, great, well that's 5 p.m. for the evening. I wonder, why don't I go to Cambridge before? I base myself there, I love being there. I'll just work there for the day. And then I thought, hmm, I didn't have many entrepreneurs that I could speak to when I was at Cambridge. There wasn't much of a community there. I wish I did. Then I thought, oh, wow, I'm, a, I'm actually kind of that guy now because I actually do have a business, or I had business. That, that is, I could be that guy to somebody else. So I put up a post on LinkedIn. I said, hey, I'm going to Cambridge next week in a few days on Wednesday. If anybody wants to talk business about anything, ask any questions around business, um, let's meet. And I thought maybe one or two people would show up. And we got like somewhere between, I would say, 10 people. So then we just found a, a room. We went to King's Graduate Suite and we spoke about business for a couple of hours and it was really nice. Um, so I do more, I would, I would happily do more of that, but I just need to have somebody else organize it because I'm not the best organizer. You mentioned that your process of hiring <coughs> could be perceived as somewhat reckless, but you know, by giving people such a, or having such a vague criteria in that you just want to be able to get better the next week, the actual practicalities of them going on to perform for your business, mm -hmm. how do you make sure you're holding people accountable without actually just like stripping them of everything they could do? How do you, so just so I'm clear, are you asking how to well, make sure people are accountable for what they're owning within well, the business? So at the moment, I have my real strategy is to empower students and, and really get them to you know, give them opportunities and help them grow this mm -hmm. brand with me. And some people will buy into that more than others. And it, you know, anyone can say, I want to get better, I want to do this. But how do you actually really determine or allow them to, to go ahead and really execute for your company? Okay, so the first thing is the people who genuinely w would answer yes to that question, it's really, really obvious who's a yes and who's a no. And it's absolutely fine if you're not a no. If you don't want to be better than you were last week, super chill. Everyone is as valid as the next person. There's no better or worse. People are different. They want different things from life, and that's fine. When somebody does want to be better, oh, geez, it's clear. It screams out at you. For example, Ryan. Ryan is the editor of my vlog. Um, Ryan has no business spending hours on a 30 second preview at the start. No business, but he does, because he realizes that that thing he saw once on a YouTube video, where they just threw in like 15 photos in short succession and did like a click effect, he realizes, ah, that could be a really great opportunity to do that now. It's gonna take a long time, but I wanna do it because I want this video that I'm editing to be better than the last one I edited. It screams out at you, it screams. Um, so I don't think you really need to, when you find people like that, you need to guide them and you need to make sure that they're walking in the right direction, but you don't need to tell them how to walk. And you also, you may need to encourage them to, to, to walk a bit faster, but I don't, I don't actually know. I, I think 
you and you what you do is you encourage you you kind of grab their shoulders very lightly and say hey just stand a little bit to the right perfect now walk in that direction because then you know that everyone else who's walking with you this collection of people who are walking towards the same commercial goal i.e a company um you have been able to very slightly like position people a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, so that everyone's now walking towards the same thing. And do you need to shout? And do you need to say, ah, oh, walk faster? Not really, because if they see you walking pretty bloody fast, and they want to be better than they were, and they know that as a collective, we all, we're all trying to be better, then actually, first of all, you move pretty quick, because these are people who keep wanting to move faster. Um, and it's not so necessary to do anything else. So that, that's on one piece. The other piece you mentioned was around accountability. I just, yeah, I think it's how you frame it and what you actually do. For example, if you say, <clears throat> right, Peter, uploading this um, podcast to Spotify and to Apple Music or Apple Podcasts at the same time, that's your responsibility. When are you going to do it? And you say 5pm on Thursday. If at 4.55 p.m. on Thursday, I send you a message like, Peter, just remember what you need to do. You're going to be like, Joe, mate, what? huh? Because it's, it's your responsibility. So I shouldn't have to jump in. So there's an accountability piece here. Now, at five minutes past five on a Thursday, I can see, cool, I'm not going to say anything right now, um, but we had an agreement to do something. Um, something's gone wrong, maybe it wasn't clear from, from me, but Peter hasn't done what he said he was going to do. So then a few days later, or whenever is the right moment, I'll say, Peter, that podcast was phenomenal. I loved it. Um, and I, I loved also the fact that you did, as we discussed, and you uploaded it both to Spotify and also to Apple Music or Apple Podcast. Thanks for doing that. I did notice that we were meant to go live at five, but we didn't. W was there a reason for that? And you'll then say, oh yeah, you know, I spilled my coffee on my hand. Um, and then I thought, you know, it's five minutes. And I said, cool. Next time, what we should do is we should schedule it so you don't have to manually upload it. So that is a, 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 an example of, of accountability because it's your job to do the thing. And you don't need me to scream at you. You just need to, me to let you know that, hey, that thing happened, I noticed it. Remember, this is your job. Um, so yeah, and then it gets easier. Let's come towards the end of the episode. A question I ask all of my guests. Um, when you first graduated from Cambridge and entered the business world, you would have had a certain idea of what a successful career would have looked like to you. Now, a few years on, or however long on, you almost likely have a different definition of success. So how, how has that de definition of success changed, and what is it now? Great, I'm not going to say great question. It was a, good, it was a great question, but I've said <laughs> it so many times already. Um, my definition of success was, and I wasn't aware of this, it was, do people think I'm successful? It was hardcore ego, ego, ego. I wanted everyone to think that I was amazing. My definition of success now is, am I living with the knowledge that I don't get to live forever? Joe, you've been great. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank awesome. You. That was class. Well done. Really, really great stuff.